But I mean, wouldn't they be in the special needs class? I don't know because that's not. I always assumed they were more like stupid, funny, like the Three Stooges, not like oh, the only reason you would be behaving this way is if you were a mentally handicapped subhuman. I mean, and that feels worse. Like that feels like the, if you take that stance as a film, you're that's mean. <laughs> like that's just not nice, and it's not funny. Like it's funny if those characters are just dumb. Mm -hmm. If they're just like dim-witted, but it's not funny if they're dumber. Yes, exactly. Er. <laughs> also. Yeah. Too. But spelled T-O. Yeah. Anyway, let's start with this book. I wish I could. This is my notes for the last chapter. <laughs> <laughs> well. All right. Uh, um, did I not write notes for the last chapter? <laughs> Oh, no, I did. I didn't underline it. Okay. This is my notes for the last chapter. Nice. So. Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 22 of season four, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Uh, if you're, this is your first time, this is the podcast where we read through the Harry Potter books. This is my first time reading through them. I'm 31 years Young? aged. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I have never read them. I, read, I watched the movies uh, when they came out but I don't remember them that well, uh, but I never read the book. So this is the experience of me reading them for the first time as a 30 plus year old and checking out my thoughts on them. And I, here, I've read them many, many times, but never necessarily with critical thinking skills applied. And Doug's helping me with that. <laughs> that's, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm using that grown up brain that I've had for so long. And I'm like, hey, wait a second. There's a lot to hey wait a second in these books, and there's I, a lot to hey wait a second in these chapters. There is. <laughs> there. Uh, we'll is. get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a couple times in the, this, these chapters, there were moments where I was like, "Why am I? I know I'm reading this with the with the eyes of an older person, but like." Dude, I was doing math. Yeah. I was doing frantic math in this chapter. Really? We'll get to that. Okay. But... Well, I, I think we should start then. Okay. I don't think we have any housekeeping. Uh, if a wizard leaves London, fly no. This is um, we're going to be going through chapters eight through ten. Yes. In these in this episode, so uh, we're going to start with chapter eight, the Quidditch World Cup. So uh, again, how we do this usually is we write page numbers with notes and thoughts on them, and then we go from the beginning to the end through these chapters. So uh, my first page number is ninety-eight. Ninety-five. And right, I got to say, more. before we even get into that. I kind of hated this chapter. Yeah. You should hate this chapter. <laughs> I, this chapter sucks. I, not just because of the Quidditch. Well. It it seemed like she had taken a turn earlier in the book where things were getting darker. Things were getting world buildier. People were dying. It was growing up a little. And then we just smacked face first back into the whimsy in this chapter. Not to mention the boring question. We can get to the boring question, but I'm saying there's other tonal things that really kind of got on my nerves. My The only thing I would change about what you had said... Sure, sure, go for it. ...is that we didn't dip into darker things. We started with darker things. It, it Right out of the gate, it's, this old man's about to be murdered. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's true. And there's, a, there's and another... backstory. And there, yeah, there's a whole dark backstory about this right. PTSD right. and all this stuff, and the, the town turning on him. Yeah. And him being like a withered old man who just had to live with this like hate everybody has for people him. with like three lines seem like realized characters. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a whole different kind of writing. It was it was fantastic. Yeah. And then it, and it has this another murder that we learn about, and then the, the murder, and then he gets murdered, and then we wake up and we're back into the fat Dursleys bullshit. But I did. <laughs> but then, yes. but hold on. But then okay. but then you have chapters and chapters of like stuff that I kind of that that sucked. But yeah. then there was a chapter of just fun uh, Weasley stuff, which yeah. was so much fun. And then this chapter. I, I felt like went, it just, it felt flat. Yeah. It felt like, I was like, okay, I don't, the, is the momentum gone? I feel like we had momentum when we walked into the tent. And now that we're at the World Cup site, it just feels like, like as soon as she said the thing where she wrote, and I don't have this on the page sure, now, sure, sure. but as soon as she had the point where she wrote, oh, we've got these uh, muggle wards around here where if any muggle gets too close, they suddenly remember they have an important appointment and they turn around right away and go back to their appointment. Oh, <laughs> muggles. And I, just fucking i was like that doesn't where is this more like is this is this a place people would go travel to like is this a place people would go hike to and then like no one's noticing that everyone's turning around like i guess this is before the internet yeah, so maybe they had geocaching going on do they have 
They, I don't know, man. There was, there was, what did they call it, GPS back in then? Back, back in the, in 94? 94? I don't know, man. Obviously, yes, because we had satellites, but like, <laughs> but like, I don't know, like, if the average person could just be like, beep, boop, 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 and then that's the sound of technology operating. <laughs> All right. So, so you were saying you, you, you hit the I, wall. I, just, I, just, I, I did. I want to, I want to, I'm going to skip my third note and do my first, second, and fourth all together because they're all okay. related. Okay, just go for it. Okay. Starting on 95, page 95. Yeah. The Quidditch Arena seats 100,000. Okay. I'm fine with that. That's okay. fine. They can magic shit, make it bigger, expando. The tents themselves do that. Yeah. Weasley has box tickets. Yes. The guy who embarrassed the fucking ministry by letting his kid right his flying car that he shouldn't have had and it made the muggle newspaper somehow had the cachet to get tickets for him his entire fucking flock of family into the wizard box with the minister of magic i have points two and three to continue but do you have anything to say on this so far i hadn't thought about it okay part two this is where the math starts to come into it and this is nitpicking this is just pure fucking nitpicking i get that i understand that but because of the I just couldn't let it go. And I'm sorry. Nits I apologize. Are here to be picked, man. Let's pick those fucking nits. They enter the box. It's described as having 20 glit and purple chairs. There's nine fucking Weasleys in the Harry Potter. Well, eight Weasleys, Hermione, and Harry. That's 10 people. Now there's 10 chairs left. There's the, there is two for Crouch, or the elf in the saved seat. There's three Malfoys. Two for Fudge and the Bulgarian Prime Minister, and yet Mr. Weasley spends half an hour shaking hands with various wizards who must be important because they're in the box. Where they fucking sit, man? Where the fuck did they sit? Oh, man. No. You I don't said know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, don't know. know. But how did he get in the fucking box? Yeah. I, this I mean, is the change in the movie where they're in the, just the fucking nosebleeds and the Malfoys walk by them and they're just yes. like, huh, right. you're in the poor seats like you should be. Well, because I don't think... Uh, Fudge has as many interactions with Harry in the previous book in, in the previous film as he does in the book like that whole sequence where Harry's at, uh, Fudge picks Harry up right. and like has that conversation in the Leaky Cauldron yeah, yeah in the Leaky Cauldron that doesn't happen in, in the, the movie. movie yeah it does does it it doesn't feel as he's significant he's waiting for him and they have the they have the soup that's lumpy and the bald <sighs> And then there's the, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then there's the there's the guy who's the guy from the other movie, but he looks entirely, entirely different. different. And he's like a hunch. Yeah, he's, like a he's a way bigger hunchback, and he's he, way more comedic. He looks, he looks like the guy from The Hills okay. Have Eyes now. Yeah, what it was was that in the book that sequence was much more fatherly. Yes, it was much more paternal, like where or at least a buncular, <laughs> where where Harry is being like shepherded by this this powerful important man who's like. Hey, the, you you are the one he's after, so you're important enough for me to have this conversation with you and talk you through this. Let's do this. And I don't actually know if he... I think he doesn't really talk him through everything about Sirius Black. No. Um, in the movie, it's just an expo dump. No, but even in the book, because he, he, Harry learns everything he learns from the conversation from the Weasleys. Yes, that's right. He doesn't learn it from uh, from Fudge exactly, but Fudge does have conversation with him about Sirius Black right. and the significance of being safe and not leaving Hogwarts Harry. Like and he's certainly kind of being stuff. dodging and yes. making Harry go, there's something more here. Yes. Right. But 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 that all has this tone of being like very, uh, again, paternal. Um, even the stuff where Fudge has to come and, you know, observe the execution of a hippogriff, which honestly seems pretty low on now when they think about it. If you remember, Fudge was there for something else oh, and yeah, attended yeah. any, uh, you know, to be... But what was he there for? He want to see that blood. Yeah. You don't get to see hippogriff blood ever. Maybe hippogriff blood is... Silver? Uh, I was going to say an aphrodisiac. Shiny and chrome? Uh, little blue pills. Ew. <laughs> and Gorgio. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that that was maybe... Maybe. Hmm? I'll put this out there for you. Okay. Maybe Fudge wanted to see Harry. And that's how you see Harry. Is you have to schmooze the Weasleys. I feel like you could come up with. So you're Fudge. You can come up with some other way. You know where he lives. You know where he lives. You you can do. You can come to the after party. Right. I mean, there's so many dignitaries, so many highbrow people. You can. But be what if you want to? What if you want to hide it? What if? What if you know you could be like, oh yeah. You're gonna hide it by inviting ten ragamuffins into the top box. Yes. People will be distracted by them. But Fudge never talked to Harry. Did? 
Other than, other than show him off to the Bulgarian prime minister. That's talking. It doesn't make sense. I think I maybe that's why. Maybe he wanted to impress the Bulgarian prime minister. And that's how he felt like he was his big trump card. And he thought, oh, the Bulgarian prime minister, those people in Bulgaria, they're such, you know, hicks. They won't, he wouldn't be bothered by the Weasleys, trashy Sweet. kids running around. I'll just show him the fancy legendary Harry Potter and that'll get him in my pocket. Still, you've tried to win tickets from a work contest before. I've successfully won tickets okay. from a work contest. Ten, ten fucking tickets. I don't think it's a contest. What he did wasn't a contest. He was just given the tickets. I, it's just given. It doesn't. It doesn't hold water. I think you're. I, again, I think maybe, that, maybe it's just a misprint, and there were eighty seats in the box. That goes. A, that would go a long way. Maybe Fudge is like. Maybe we don't know. I'm frogging it for you. Sure. Uh, but like maybe. Help me out, because I'm. Maybe I'm, Fudge knows there's going to be a Death Eater attack. What? Maybe Fudge has has reason to suspect that the. Uh, unspeakables are telling him that they have good intel that there's going to be a gathering and an attack that they can't stop because they don't know who it's coming from what is the melting point of a golden snitch exactly and okay. and so fudge is like i need harry potter close uh-huh and i also need lucius malfoy close because i want to keep an eye on him and i want to keep harry safe keep your friends close and your malfoys closer right Okay. And that's how he does it. Interesting. The Fudge Father. <laughs> you know, that is an adult film. As soon as I said it, we had something, and now I want to get rid of it. <laughs> I'm going to wipe it away. There are creams for that. All anyway, right. I think that there's potentially options. And there's, there's things I could imagine for good reasons but like i don't know <laughs> just just the knowledge of 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 business and the higher most higher ups allowing weasley and his brood in there just doesn't seem he seems relatively successful i mean at the same time remember there how many how many things seem to go the uh, like awry like the, the the tolerance for wizardry like hooliganism seems to be high or, or at least selective. Maybe, maybe he's got a cache of some sort of magical luck potion. We'll say that. That plus fudge is pulling maybe, strings. But, but maybe it's also, again, just like maybe we are applying too much of our muggle sensibilities to this. Like there's seems to be things the wizards and the witches in the wizarding world take more seriously and less seriously than we do. You're just saying it bugs me. You know what bugs me? The fact that they the the Death Eaters would go to this is chapters chapter later, but like the Death Eaters would go to the Quidditch World Cup to fuck with Muggles, where they have wards to keep the Muggles away. Why would if you if you're a Death well, it's Eater, the Muggle who was working there? If you but if your whole thing is let's get some like some Death Eaters together to fuck with Muggles, there's a whole entire world out there that you could easily they're easy pickings. Oh, but they want to show off for the other wizards. Like they wouldn't notice. Like, they wouldn't figure it out. Oh, man, there's... Like, they say in these chapters, like, back when it was bad, right. when you-know-who was out there, they would just kill... They would go and kill random muggles. I, I think another part of it was that they were supposed to imply that the Death Eaters didn't come together and say, we're going to rejoin right. here. It was more like, we're all getting drunk. We're all, and now I want to remind people that we can kill. Right. Or we, can, we hate muggles. Anyway, so... so okay. Those things, keeping in mind, I mean... It, Kind of throws the whole a lot of the other options sure. out of the window, but so my only other notes, which is still ninety six, so yeah, we're yeah, not there so, yet. So good. Um, another nitpick: anti burglar buzzer. They're wizards. Why do they need an anti burglar buzzer? They can just summon whatever it is back. And it's also weak glass alliteration. It just fucking <sighs> they're magic. Man. Burglar buzzer. Yeah, like oh no, I'm being stolen. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know what? But then again, so are these Accu like... broom and boom, you're a fucking newt. You know what bothered me more than that? What? The little... The little the binoculars? The omnioculars they have that have purple font on the screen. Who in their right mind would put purple font on a screen? You can't read that. <laughs> either you they can't read it... Shadow. Either you can't read it or it's going to be gaudy and un... Like, you're... It's just... It just sounds awful. Like, sounds a really like a awful headache face. waiting to happen. It does. It really does. There's so many better choices. White... Well, Is everything a good choice? white be, with a black border, <laughs> like a stroke. The entire 
100,000 capacity stadium is suffused with a golden light as if it itself was glowing. So it would be purple on gold. That That's does not work. horrible. That gold and purple work, but it doesn't, it, nothing seemed like it was indicating that the omnioculars were con constructed specifically for this event only. Well, but maybe they take in the ambient light and, and just find the color there opposite. There you go. Because even if but it's even a crowd scene, mean, they're going to be covered with a golden glow. But that would still give you a headache as so a viewer. Because you just turn oh it and you're god. like, oh god, why? I can't read uh, this. It just keeps changing color. I feel nauseous thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, no, that's a, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's nitpicky and I like it. That's what we do here at Deaf Eaters. <laughs> we pick the nits. We pick the nits and eat them as a tasty snack. Ew. Like, like gorillas. Like scabs? No, like, like silverbacks. Like with bugs? Well, yeah. We grub each other. Gross. You, oh man, are you ready for ninety-eight? Please give it, give it to me. So there's, so there's no hope for house elves. There's, there's a, just, just being a slave wasn't dark enough. No. Like it wasn't, it wasn't sad enough to be a slave. You also have to be a slave who, when you finally get your freedom, there's nothing you can do to be better than a slave. No. Fuck, man, that. It's not even like, ugh. No, there is another. I'm, I'm sure, but still, like. It's the old Hermione savior trope. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that's what's gonna happen, but it's just. It's no, it's a, it's a grim, it's a grim it, life. Everything's leading up to Hermione having Winky as her own house elf that she pays or some shit. That's, what, that's what it feels like it's leading towards. What a great and satisfying story plot. <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> um, let's table that for now. <laughs> Unless, of course, Winky dies or something great. But, <laughs> but it makes me wonder, like, at this point, like, why is the slavery in these books? <laughs> like, it's as if, I mean... There's, it comes up in the next chapter a little bit more, but e but here, at this point, I just had to ask myself, like, what is it we're getting out of having slaves in the wizarding world? I mean, everything else about the wizards right. is supposed to have this thing about, you're supposed to, I feel like you're supposed to get the impression that they're better than muggles. Sure. Which is part of the social, like, schism between right. between the people who agree with Voldemort and the people who don't, mm -hmm. is this idea that, like, we, we all know we're better than muggles, we should rule them. And then the other people who are like, no, that's fucking stupid. And then, but even in the, but even in that interim, like we're, I still feel like as readers, we're supposed to uh, like see everything they have, all the things they can do, all the problems they just wish away. Sure. And be like, well, would, life would be better like that. They are better than us. Right. It's, it's impossible to look at them and think it's not. Well, so maybe, but, but then okay. like, right. but then you also have this part where it's like, but they're slave owners. <laughs> like, how how am I supposed to read this where they are they seem in almost every way better than and like a better life like a a place I'd want to live presumably, but like but there a lot of them if you're successful you can just legally be a slave owner. Well then, but that brings them back down. It makes the magic makes them intriguing. The slave owning makes makes you go hold on. But it, I I understand that, sure. but it see it doesn't really make sense to me. Like how could this. Does that make sense because they shouldn't need slaves because they have magic? Is that like, what you're saying? Not only that, but like the culture that grows adjacent to Muggle culture, right? That in the Western world has done away with slavery, wouldn't also do away with slavery? They don't consider them people, though. They don't consider them humans. They 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 say those words specifically. A person and a human are different. Okay, well, it it could be a commentary on on just complacency and yes the the elves have clearly at some point been bred to want this right there's a part where ron and, and hermione have that and conversation. That it comes back and dobby is an aberration we'll see a lot of house elves later okay. and it's very much a we enjoy this but why do they enjoy it that's a whole nother can of worms we don't know um but it should be explored and everybody's just going along with it and that complacency is right. kind of what the book is taking up arms against. And that's interesting, mm -hmm. I guess, but it feels weird. Sure. <laughs> it just sure. feels it like I'm I'm kind of into that. I'm interested to see how that goes. Maybe that'll make me appreciate these books sure. more than I do, but like it certainly feels out of 
place and strange right now. And and I think another part of it is that they they come off very uh, silly. The house elves. And 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 we we're talking about entertainment and slavery or you know racial issues coming from that. There's a pretty awful history of white people making entertainment for people who were or, or with with people who were enslaved or, or the descendants of slave slaves that is terrible mm-hmm. and really upsetting and, and offensive like and there might be some echoes of that here that's how it feels like i remember watching this movie um was it the the monster walks at midnight um is this movie from like the 40s or the 30s uh, this old horror movie and it's about it's sort of around the time when like people started to like it's like the uh the was it snopes monkey trial is that what it's called scopes scopes scopes, scopes. Snopes. <laughs> they have said it was fa- true <laughs> <laughs> scopes monkey trial was like i think happening and uh i'm probably fucking off on that but, but the point is it like the idea of evolution is a big part of culture at this moment. It's having a cultural moment. And it's having a, the, the thing about it that people that makes it scary is that people don't understand it. They don't right. understand how you could evolve from a monkey or an ape. That doesn't make any sense to them. Uh, it's weird. How do people in this period of time like process that? They make a horror movie about it where um, they, they deal oh, with... Oh, really? Like, yeah. They, they, they make this movie about this, this ape being a monster killer. But in the same movie, there's this like... There's like an African American servant that ha- that is depicted so poorly in this movie. He's simultaneously like supposed to be a uh, like a knee slapping joke of a caricature, but also he's kind of the smartest person in the cast because he's the one who's like, I shouldn't be here. I don't want to be here. This is a like this is a horrible like violent like disaster waiting to happen. And so like, but it's it's a period of time where it's like the end of the movie ends with a joke about about what you what you think it's going to be about. Okay, thank it's, you. It's a joke. You should have seen my face. <laughs> I was it's, like, it's, oh, I don't want to hear where this going to go. A, I don't remember the joke exactly, and I'm not, I wouldn't retell it here anyway, but it's it's a joke that's really bad. Okay. Or, or I, th- I think it's something like they ex- some, you know, scientist or whatever, white savior person explains to the servant that a, a brief explanation of what evolution is, saying something like, well, evolution suggests that we all descended from his kind or people like the things like this. And then the servant says something like, well, so I think it's something like, it's so awful. It's something like, I think I had an uncle look like him once or something awful like that. Just really bad where you're like, you feel bad for the actor. You feel bad for like humanity, humanity and like, and like seeing it happen. And there's a part of these, the way that they treat house elves even calling them house elves, like for me, oh, brings this whole oh my god other el- level of like yes. awfulness to it. I I think I did the obvious thing and it's just like, well, you've got cave trolls in Tolkien, right? And mountain trolls in Harry Potter, right? This is a house elf. I don't think so. Oh. I think it's I think it's a different. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. God damn. Yeah, and so like especially these these chapters are really hard to read because of that stuff. Now, this one not so much. It's just it's just a bummer. Like at this point, the next chapter is where it gets really shitty. Sure, but sure. this one is just more like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Like I didn't I thought these books were supposed to be fun. <laughs> like like I thought these books were supposed to be fun, lighthearted children's books, not books where you watch a slave like be miserable. Just doesn't feel I mean, I just there's no whimsy there for me, man. I don't, I don't enjoy that. Um. Okay. My, I think that's all I have to say on that for now. But my, my next note's m- much lighter. Okay. Draco's mom's name's really Narcissa. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Bit on the nose there. Oh, let me guess what her defining characteristic is. Is it narcissism? <laughs> I did like the description of her, like she's always smelling something bad. It, it's it's a funny. It's, I knew I know people who make that face, and it was it was good. But yeah, her name is Narcissa. Just in a book where you're gonna have this like, this 
allegory of this conversation about how the the horribleness of slavery and then you call a character narcissa it just feels like disparate it's like why are we why are we all over the place here like is this is this just a a, a tawdry greek tale or is it like a cultural like you know deconstruction sure i think it's trying to be both probably is all right, that's all I have. That's, that, that's it for that chapter? I, don't know, I actually have two more things okay. to say, but like, okay. uh, I have 103. Please. I don't really have another note. The note I okay. had, I realize, is a, is a mini spoiler, so okay. I, can't, spoil I can't really it. talk about it yet. V- Vila's are weird. Vila's are kind of cool. Are they? A th- Do you know if they're a thing from like, I don't some, think they are. Something? I think they're made up. I've never looked it up. I, I should have looked it up. I just didn't have time yeah, today. Yeah, because they're from Bulgaria. Maybe it's a Bulgarian. Right. Should we look it up? Right now? Yeah, look it up. Let's go up. Because they, they're very combination harpy and siren. Yeah, but also, like, they are very combination harpy and siren, but also, like, the gold is weird. Like, the description of having, like, a bunch of gold tendrils or something. Is there golden hair? Or no, is their hair was whitish. No, I think their skin was white. I don't remember gold tendril. Oh, hold on. Oh, here we go. From Slavorum. All right. Vila's. What exactly are the Slavic seductresses from Harry Potter by Yana N? In the books, Vila were the official mascots for the Bulgarian national Quidditch team. Rowling thus indicates they have a Slavic origin. Uh, described as being stunningly beautiful with haunting pale skin that shines like moonlight and light and long, almost white blonde hair. Nothing about gold. Well, that actually is from the book right here, where it says, what could make their skin shine moon bright like that? Or their white gold hair fan out behind them without wind. So white gold. Oh, okay. So here we go. To put it simply, a vila, vila spelled V-I-L-A, samovila, or samodiva, is a type of fairy creature whose origins are rooted in Slavic folklore. In a way, Vilas can be compared to the Greek sirens or harpies, whose nice. beauty proved to be ominous enough and lethal to their male victims. I didn't read this ahead of time, folks. I'm just that good. Well, you call them bird-like when they get up. According them, to so. Stump, numerous <laughs> legends and literary works of fiction, Samadivas had the power to entrance any man, seducing him to his death in a variety of ways. Most common of which was draining his energy. You know what I mean? Or driving him to a state of obsessed feeble-mindedness. Blaming the ladies, man. It's just the guys. Moreover, some divas had other sinister powers, such as throwing fire from their clawed hands after turning into menacing-looking monster birds. So I'm not going to keep reading this. So JK just read this, like, a synopsis, and was like, putting all that in. Yeah. Because she put all those things are in there. Basically, some divas. Well, there... It looks like there's a Samadila variant of that word, and I think she just took Vila from that. Right. Well, they're pretty cool. I really like their appearance in this, this chapter. It was, I really like how, like, the whole uh, seduce men to their deaths kind of thing. I like that that almost happens. It does seem, again, like one of those things where it's like, man, the wizard world's fucking stupid. And they don't <laughs> give a shit about anybody's safety. Where, like, like Hermione's like, honestly. And then, like, like you know, Mr. Weasley, Arthur's just like, shrug. Like, <laughs> like I've got plenty of kids. I, I, I essentially have spares. Like, I don't care which ones fall to their death at the Quidditch match. Right. Like who let them? Who let the Bulgarian team do that? Like who let them bring those creatures in? It it's it's shocking. It's it's weird, man. It's... Like imagine bringing in like you know uh, I don't know a Wendigo or something like that that would you know that would eat people and be like check out our freaky thing. <laughs> like that sounds terrible. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, my overview for this chapter is uh, Quidditch is the worst. Oh, actually, uh, Quidditch is a waste of time. Is what I wrote. Because it, it was just a lot of stuff that I didn't enjoy much. It was, it was kind of tedious reading the Quidditch stuff this time. And do you think the whole thing was just written so she could be like, see, you can lose a game and still catch the snitch? I think yes, but also, like, she, her justification for why they did that was dumb. Like, oh, Crumb just wanted to end it on his own terms. Shut up. That sounds dumb. Yeah, I no. want to lose. <laughs> what, who, who plays a game to lose? So you think he could have, because you, you can't? He's, he was 10 points off. I don't, you don't know. I know that. I know that. I don't know if you can interfere. Can you, yeah, you can totally interfere with another seeker. So yeah. why didn't he just knock the guy's hand out of the way? Or smack the snitch like away with his with a stick or something. I don't know. 
I don't know either because Quidditch is a ba- fake game. But like, it, <laughs> it's been a while since I've read Quidditch through the ages, and the only other move besides Theronsky feint that I remember is snitch nipping. <laughs> snitch nipping is when any other player on the team tries to catch the snitch besides the seeker. What happens then? I don't remember. <laughs> I feel like we've had this conversation before. I don't still know. don't remember. I don't no, know probably not going to read that book again. It's probably just my time turner. Yeah. The snitch nipping. It, no. <laughs> the uh, no, but the, the, I think I think the main reason she had this chapter with a lot of stuff in it was to have like to write a fun, fancy like I'm at the Quidditch World Cup kind of thing. Just like flesh that out. But then also because it's a lot of world building. It but is. Then also it it justifies the twins getting rich. Uh, rich enough to have the capital to open up their store. Right. And which you need, she needs to justify it. It sounds like she's planning that far enough ahead to, that, that, that's kind of cool, but, um, interesting. What? Oh, nothing. Am nothing. I just totally wrong. No, no. It certainly no. seems like that's what's happening. Sure. No, it makes sense. It makes certainly sense. seems like that's what's happening in a practical world where you need capital. I've actually penciled in a note in my book regarding this later, but we can't get there for another like 600 pages. Damn. <laughs> it's gonna be a while when you listeners at home know what i'm talking about it can't be 600 pages because we're almost we're 150 pages in there's almost there's barely 700 pages in this book it's about 600 trust me it's about 600 so it's in the next book no it's about 600 god damn it it's near the end okay is it a is it about page 600 or 600 pages it's about 600 oh fuck you <laughs> <laughs> you like walked me through it and like i don't get it Anyway, anyway my, only, my only other note was actually even more of a spoiler now, so I'm it. not going to say anything. Okay. Was this the chapter where they brought up Bertha, or is that later? I think it's the next one. I okay. think I have a note about that. Because I have, I, have, I, have, I have a note that I had to correct four times, which is my first note, but you go <laughs> ahead, because it's an overview right. note. Well, we're just going to go right back into uh, chapter nine, The Dark Mark. Yes. Uh, my first page is 125. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I'm not into the 140s. Okay, this is so a long chapter. It's, a, it's like a 30-page chapter. Yeah, this is a big one. This is about slavery again. Okay. It's a, it's it's about just like, well, you said your notes not till when? Well, it's it's more of an overview. But it's till when? Well, I have an overview note, and then I have a 142. Okay, so my first, my, both of these two notes are essentially the same. Okay. I, I have a 125 and a 135, and they're okay. they're both basically about the same thing. Okay. I think 125 is about when you first, when they first have a... Uh, Winky show up again, and she's just like miserable and trying to run away from being up high or afraid of the. Let, let me let me just say my note. Okay, go ahead. There's four hidden clues in this chapter. I'm not going to say what they are, like I have in the past. I just want to. Well, I know that I I saw that one of them must be. Barty Crouch's elf. I know who his son is. Okay. So his son. But but even knowing who his son is, you don't know what the clues are. We know what the mystery. We're we're trying. We're doing the Columbo thing. Okay. We're not doing the who done it. We're doing the how done it. Well, he must have been there. <laughs> I'm assuming Barty Crouch Jr. was there. Okay. Or mm-hmm. somehow he had the elf do it without her knowing. Okay. But so, what do you got? She'd still have to find Harry Potter's elf by happenstance, or his Harry Potter's uh, wand by happenstance. That's the only. That's the main one I have. Is just like that's a big. I thought you were gonna try to guess the. Clues. No, because I. I mean. That'd be stupid. I mean, I don't. I don't even. How would I get? How would I guess them? Are you even reading this book? Yes, <laughs> that's my main. That's the main one. The one where it's like, that's clearly happening. I mean, Draco's in the forest too. Is I mean, he could be. He's odd enough to be a clue of some kind because he just is there and then also not there. Hmm. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. So what were what were your notes then? Well, it's just like the the book. Again, this whole like. Maybe again, maybe it's more helpful to have a book that addresses how horrible slavery is and, and in a sense racism but, but but slavery specifically maybe that isn't really important to have in a kid's book and, and yeah. i shouldn't criticize it for being that if, if it does a good job and i mean i'll that's yet to be seen uh, i mean because i feel like it's going to end up being more discussions about right i'm certainly not going to solve it right um but at the same time you can't just presenting arguments in a way that that makes one of the sides of them seem way worse that's fine right but like that's that's what I'm expecting to be reading, and that's fine. But it's it is it, again. It feels it's jarring. It's jarring. It's like it's a really heavy subject for a book that's about the lightest shit you can imagine. Right. Like a a, a chosen wizard boy. He's gonna talk to you about slavery. 
<laughs> and the ways it probably isn't for you. <laughs> or, or he's going to talk about slave owning <laughs> and why that isn't for you. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, like later in one thirty-five, I just had this realization of like, I guess, I guess, speaker today will be Fluttershy. She'll be telling you how she got out of prostitution. It, it is exactly like that. <laughs> the look on your face was so good. I'm sorry. I'm just like, Fluttershy is so timid that she wouldn't be in prostitution. She would be trafficked. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> She's trying to come up with time metric, and you made it worse. You I mean, made I could see Rainbow Dash being a prostitute, but, like, Fluttershy? Well, yeah, because Rainbow Dash is basically Jodie Foster from Taxi Driver. Fluttershy is like... The no, daughter just, from, let's stop. She's the let's daughter stop. from Taken. No. <laughs> no, I want a Liam Neeson pony. <laughs> it, might, it could be Apple. It could be Applejack's brother, uh, Macintosh, Big Mac. Um. Anyway, that's. Yep. <laughs> just to be clear, we just like the show. <laughs> Friendship is magic is really good. <laughs> We're not total creeps. It's just. <laughs> I don't. Friendship's match is a good show. It's a good show. Anyway, um, but like this idea that you have a book where um, there's so many things that to be like to be uh, about the wizarding world that would put me off to visiting or wanting to be a part of it. Like how scary school is. Mm -hmm. How it seems like you can go to a, a sports game and maybe die because you leapt off of the highest you know seat because a harpy was there like sexually assaulting a sexy you. Harpy. Yeah, sexy harpy trying to convince you to die. All these things sound terrible, but then when you like sound terrible in a fanciful way. Right. But then you bring in the terrible reality of slavery, <laughs> and that's just a different level of of horribleness that makes me feel awful. And again, I just don't understand. Like, it, it kind of I guess it feels like it goes directly against my presumption about what these books are trying to do with their depiction of the world. I feel like what they want to do is make a world that is a world you want to visit, mm -hmm. and they don't. It's like a place I want to be far away from. Do you think maybe what they're trying to do is introduce topics to kids that you don't necessarily, you're like, I want to sit down and have a serious talk about slavery. The kids might get bored or freaked out, or sure. maybe this is a. Sure, except that it feels. Lever kids into uh, horribleness. It feels weird to start to have slaves at all okay. in a kid's book. Sure. In almost any way, sure. it feels weird. It feels weird to have the first slave story you have be a triumphant one. And then to be like, yeah, but that wasn't realistic enough. <laughs> <laughs> this That wasn't enough like Roots. <laughs> let's, let's really like make this, let's like really punch these kids in the heart. <laughs> and, and make them understand how terrible this is. But like this sequence where you have a for lack of a better term, a government official mm -hmm. harassing a slave to tears. Yeah. Like, this person has, this thing has no power in this situation. It's just heart-wrenching. It's yeah, really, it's, it's really well done as it's a, it's a piece of writing, but it just feels out of place. And I, again, I want to give all the credit. It's it's emotional. It's well done. I feel bad for this character. I, I want the scene to stop. I feel exactly like Hermione feels. She does unfair very well. She well, does. She, she does. Like, and the two, two of the adults went right for that witch hunting yes. attitude. Well, they probably wouldn't use that pejorative term, but sure. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so quick. <laughs> I'm proud. I'm proud. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, okay, yeah. I, I, I can't continue. <laughs> <laughs> so you need a new term for witch hunting and you need a new term for, to be fair, we got to come up with two new things yes. you can easily use. What was your point? <laughs> How it, easily two people went to the, with the, it, it, the... It adds to the scary, it adds to the unfair, it and it adds to the um, rabid mindset of, I mean, they, they kind of had like their little PTSD flashback to when Voldemort was around and you didn't have time for, you know, honest trials. You had right. to be, like, accusatory, and, and you're in this state of fear, and you don't know who's... Inquisition. Right, Inquisition. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was interrogation. Well, except she's an elf, so no. I'm saying the wizards would be offended by using the term. It, it's just a fancier way of saying witch hunt. It can be fancy all you want. It just feels rude. <laughs> 
I'm no, I agree it's rude. I'm saying you offered Inquisition. Well, yes, I did. <laughs> I don't know what's happening there, but I don't like your attitude. The uh, it, it it is it just I guess it's more just like I didn't expect to be going to be looking at this subject in this way in these books and uh it just it feels like it's out of left field i mean it, it only doesn't because she's already introduced the concept of slaves in this sure. world but she introduced that i guess my point is was that the most wise thing to do <laughs> like in its offset was it the really the right thing to do to introduce slaves and I don't know. Maybe it'll, sure. maybe by book seven it'll all make sense. But it just feels, it feels kind of callous. Maybe, but like, it's to like she makes slaves funny. Is what I'm saying. Like she makes Dobby hmm. a goofball. She makes the idea of slavery in the first book so silly that it almost feels like this is an overcorrection on purpose. Like she's she got some pushback or something and was like, oh shit, I did fuck up. Oh fuck, I made slaves like Jar Jar Binks. Fuck, 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 fuck. I can't, I can't be that. I can't have that happen. Uh, what else could I do? Okay, I'm gonna go full <laughs> color purple. It's gonna be just oh, the, the worst shit. Like, let's. That's I, I have no other option. I have to do that. It's an interesting theory. I, I mean, it, it's the only thing that in in the context makes sense to me. I mean, there's I'm sure there's plenty of other options and maybe a real reason, but it it certainly feels more like it, it, ex you, you it explains put, the two kinds of elves that we've seen. It's like what you see in a C.S. Lewis book where you have like these weird things that come in that don't really jive with the rest of the way it like the rest of the world works. So like, for example, if you read the Chronicles of Narnia and then you read, uh, but you, you get to like a horse and his boy. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's what? so long since I've read horse and a boy. Horse, horse and his boy is, is completely different from every other part of those stories. It's like characters who aren't really a part of it. They're not even in Narnia. The horse can talk cause it's Narnian, I think. But it implies that there's this. Are they in the quote unquote real world? No, but it's like this is it's land. Like third that's magic like, land. Yeah, but it's a directly like borders Narnia. Sure. Okay. But okay. for some reason, the horses and lions and dogs in this world are normal, but it's also very like Arabian. Like it has a mm -hmm. lot of that kind of feel to the architecture mm -hmm. and everything else. It's very weird, mm -hmm. and it just doesn't work. That's kind of how like, but 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 he wanted to do that. He wanted to tell that story for some reason, and so it exists. It's part of the 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 stories it's part of the collection this kind of feels a little bit similar like it's like she she wanted to tell this story about dobby which is a, a moving story and it's fantastic but like the part where she makes him a slave is the part that feels like it might have been ill-conceived gotcha and this feels like a overcorrection of that ill-conceived aspect of the dobby character and his arc interesting um because you know you, you kind of made slavery Goofy, uh, not severe. <laughs> like, like, you, you, like the what's the worst thing that happens to Dobby? He has to like shut his hand in the oven. But he does it or to himself. Is... Like he he does all these things these these like self you know harm things because it's still it's because he's so warped to thinking that he needs to to do it that way mm. or whatever. And it's like that's, oh, man, like just feels bad. Just feels weird, like in 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 a, and again, I probably shouldn't be reading this with this kind of like perspective. No, they're but. all great points. I'm just thinking about the arc of house elves through the rest of the series, and well, I'm like, Ooh. they don't get better. I'm not saying they don't get better. They stay goofy. Here's what I'm saying. They There's... may stop exploring it as much as you okay. want them to. Great. <laughs> Ugh. The one cool thing she was gonna do. Um, anyway, so the but it's like how you don't see much Jar Jar Binks after the Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. He's still around, <laughs> but by the by the third Pr movie, practically he, just, a matte painting. he just doesn't talk right. almost at all. Uh, it's almost like, why is he still here? <laughs> why didn't you just let him disappear? Um, house elves feel like they really should be like that. Or like In the the surfer Nemoidian. Yes, yes. Yeah, just an overcorrection. Yeah, no, exactly, yeah. exactly an overcorrection. Yes, exactly that way. Um, but I, and I like, again, like there's a part in, in these chapters where like Ron and Hermione, or like Arthur says to Hermione, we can discuss house elf civil rights later, or elf civil rights later, or something like that. And I was like, can we? <laughs> like, because clearly we're not going to solve this in the burrow. 
but it'd be cool if there was some sort of progress on that because again it makes someone like fudge seem awful it makes someone like um you know being introduced to barty crouch it makes him feel like suspicious Mm -hmm. and maybe it's supposed to but again it brings me to this question of like i just don't understand how a wizarding oh the wizarding culture could exist in the same time as like human culture mogul culture and not follow suit on that like they're so far advanced in other things but not in this and it's not it's i guess again it's not like an anomaly there's really they don't understand things like very simple like things like electricity it seems like um not like electricity super simple but it's a thing we take for granted because it's so ubiquitous right but they just like don't have it at all and that doesn't really make sense to me but it's part of it but it just seems like (laughs) there's there should be a gulf of humanity the difference in humanity between not using electricity and having slaves (laughs) (laughs) like they shouldn't be on par right anyway i we don't have to talk about that anymore it's just it just feels like a it just feels weird man and i i hope it I hope it fleshes out, but it sounds like it won't, and that's a disappointment. But I'll I'll probably bring it up again when it next comes up. Just I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure that we will be talking about it again. Yeah, but but again, just be positive about it. Those sequences were amazing. That sequence where they're in the the woods and mm-hmm. all those people are there and they're like having that conversation. They're like you know pointing the wand at her and like she's just crying. Like I I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. It's it's heart wrenching. It's mm-hmm. very well written, albeit maybe in the wrong sure. place. <laughs> I have 144. I have 142. Go for it. So, again, this is great writing, and again, it's a bit of a left-field departure from all the fun and whimsy we've been having, but I really like the Mr. Weasley's description of the dark mark when Ron's not getting it. Right. He's like, He's like yeah. this happened when they killed someone. You would come home and see it and know that everything's about to change. Your life is fucking... And, and like, because I remember when I first read the term Death Eater way back when this first book came out, I'm like... This is, sounds like she's trying to be tough, Ugh. but that like paragraph made you go at least the dark mark, fuck, and carry that with you for the rest of the series. You're like, oh, that's why people don't like it, and that that they sell it. Like imagine walking home and seeing your front door ajar. Yes, o- although somehow worse because yeah, you yeah. know right from the or glimpse. like broken in, like you see your 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 door your front door is kicked in, sure, like and it's shattered and all the lights are on, but you know, like but there's nothing happening, in right? There. And you're like, what? has going on here right like you before even seeing what's in there you know you get that rush of adrenaline that like all that human emotion of like fight or flight all at once before you even know anything Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty awful i I really like that too i I imagine it comes from something like the i i likened it to the idea of like looking at the uh the conflict in ireland at in the okay like this idea of like, you know, just like every once in a while there would be a bombing mm-hmm. and you just, you wouldn't know and it would just happen. Because, um, you know, as a Western p- reference point, that's mm-hmm. what it felt sure. like w- would, would be most akin to in that, in that time period, especially. I think, I think she did a great job. It's a, it's a, with that also. And, and I, it, unfortunately it does make Ron the idiot again, where like Ron just can't understand <sighs> anything. Yeah, you would think if anybody was going to be that guy, it'd be Harry, because he's our audience surrogate. But no, it's Ron the dumb shit. Nobody gapes like Ron or Harry. Well, one of the two. Yeah. Nobody gapes like Harry and nobody dumbs like Ron. <laughs> That's really what it is. Uh. <laughs> but I can't leave my crumb figure. I have to get him and take it with me. Is it time to eat yet? Stupid Ron. Maybe or, or like, like that moment where he, yeah, maybe you don't like Ron. <laughs> like that moment where he's like, he grabs the gold coins the leprechauns drop and he's like, gives it Harry like, ha ha, page back. You have to buy me a Christmas present. Well, I mean, he doesn't usually have money. He doesn't know I'm how to keep it. Like, by he doesn't, know how, to, he he doesn't know how to be cool with money yet. He doesn't know how to be cool at all. Interesting, interesting point you made there. Which one? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Christmas saying present? I'm just saying it's not at all the note that I'm holding back because of spoilers. Is it the Christmas present note? Nope. Oh, well, let's move on. Yeah, so it's a Christmas present note. It is and it isn't. See, you okay. know what I'm talking All about. All I'm gonna say listener. is that I did notice that point enough to be able to recall it because I thought it was a weird thing. I thought it was one of those throwaway things Harry would say when he bought the uh, the goggles. Yeah. But then, like, for him to bring it back and be like, ah, felt 
weird. Right. Oh, wait. No. Yes. Hmm? This is the book where they fight, isn't it? Yes. Um, yes, we get silky Ron in this yeah, book. Yeah, this is the one where they have they have a big fight. Um, yeah. Okay, that happens eventually. Yep. Um, so that was my one. Mine was 142. So page 144, we learn that after 144 pages, literally only three days have passed in the world. <laughs> That's gross. That's a lot. That's gross. Is it gross? How much is gross? 144. Is it? Yeah. Well, there you go. 12 times 12, baby. It's great. It's gross. Yeah. It's a great gross. Now you're embarrassing me. You're, you're, and it's only been three days. <laughs> that, I just like looked at the page count and I was just like, really? <laughs> really? It's been three days? That's, some books aren't this long. <laughs> some books aren't this long, man. A lot of books aren't that long. I feel like this is like one of those Scooby-Doo sandwiches where it's just... Oh, those always look so it's good. It's too much. You couldn't enjoy it. Oh, I always wanted to eat those sandwiches. They had those like little flecks of tasty-looking juice flying off when they chomped on them. I thought it was just mustard. Well, sometimes it was yellow, but sometimes it was red. And I'm like, ketchup wouldn't go on that, but you know what? You know what? Maybe like a nice red wine vinegar, a vinegar oil mixture. That's, that's famous on hoagies and heroes and subs and... Submarines in in like in like New York, Jersey. If it's not Fucking Philly cheese, it's mm. not in my mouth. Um, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. I don't. I don't know. Do you have any other Jinkies. page numbers? Um, no, I'm out of page numbers. My only overview on this chapter was that uh, it was it was at least suspenseful. Like, yeah. It was. It was uh, again. It brought me back into like I was reading faster because it was engaging. Mm -hmm. Like as opposed to the previous chapter, it was just like uh huh, uh huh, <laughs> and then the quaffle, and then uh huh. <laughs> How many rooms does that tent have? <laughs> and then you know, you know, it, it is a children's book that has a scene with a crying slave <laughs> in this chapter. So you know, overview that stood out. Yeah. Um. All right, we ready to move on? Sure. Do you have anything for Mayhem at the Ministry? Chapter 10, Mayhem at the Ministry. I don't have any notes for this chapter. Why um, is that? Because it's a fucking boring chapter. <laughs> it's a boring fucking chapter. I, you know, it, it seemed like if you took maybe the last chapter of the last episode where they're walking through everything, and you have the Quidditch World Cup, and then you have it's – like it's like a little mini three-act play. Um discovering everything and then you have the Quidditch World Cup and then you have the drama of the Dark Mark this is like a, a denouement for, well, for that little scene the, the Quidditch World Cup scene yeah. this is just a but it, it's, it's it's fucking boring it's a, chapter, it's a couple jokes it's, but. A, it's a chapter that feels like it's mostly uh, wrapping up the previous chapter yep. like a, a half of this chapter could have just been in the last chapter and then the other half is just uh, condensing time mm-hmm where it's just like, and then Arthur went to work, and he doesn't usually work weekends, and all these other days are passing. He hasn't been home, or he's so hungry. He's mm -hmm. exhausted. Like, it's just a lot of, like, crushing the rest of summer into this time period that Harry's at the Weasley's house. There's a lot of seeds planted for a future in the book. We hear about Rita Skeeter, kind yes, of officially, I think, Did I think. we meet her before? She's in a movie. Before. What do you mean before? Before this. I can't, re that's what I can't remember. I can't remember either. I, I guess I'm probably getting her confused with Colin. Colin? Yeah, with the camera. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, she's a proper reporter. Right. And she is in the movie, played by a pretty renowned actress whose name I can't escapes me at the moment. So renowned. Shut up. She's in Black Adder series. Shut up. Um, But... So renowned. Shut up. She's in the... <laughs> <laughs> she's in this book <laughs> a lot more than she's in the movie it's, in the, it's just a little bloop in the movie and this is she's, she's yeah. a big player yeah so things like that are introduced she's a little Freddie Lowndes she is incredibly Freddie Lowndes she is goddamn. you are right Freddie Lowndes what's Freddie Lowndes' paper? Tattler yeah yeah she's not the, she doesn't and, and she doesn't work for the Quibbler yeah but <laughs> Tattle crime. Tattle crime. Well, it's That's the, what it is in the, the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tattle crime. But no, she is incredibly, and then especially flipping it from Philip Seymour Hoffman to, uh, yeah, she's Freddie Lowndes. Yeah. 
she's barely in this one. Like, it's just, she's not even really in it. She's just like, oh, who wrote that? It's that person who was a not person shouting at me while we were leaving the forest. Mm -hmm. She has more scenes to come. Yes. It would be really her introduction. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the problem with this chapter is it just, it just. It, 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 yeah, it's 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 come down and set up. It's like business. It's like it's like she has to do all the dirty work in this chapter. Yes. Of like we okay. It's, it's, I didn't get. I'm done having the fun of the last chapter that I or the last two chapters that were just so much fun. I guess I have to do the actual work of getting my characters from point A to point B, or like to tie yeah. up these loose ends from this scene so that it's done, and then we can move on. I mean, we do get um, Ron's dress robes. We also get the moment where Harry gets to talk to uh, Ron and Hermione about where Sirius is and how he's been in contact with him. And yet, and his scars burning. But we've already had that because they reacted exactly like he thought they would. But what? Well, we've had we've had that moment, but they haven't. I guess that's true. They have. This is the first time they're hearing about the scar and sure. hearing about the 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 prophecy and all that stuff. But it, again, it's just like it feels like. I don't want to say bad writing because it's not f entirely fair. It comes off as a little redundant because we it, have experienced it. it. I understand they haven't, it but... It feels like really clunky exposition of like, oh, I get, how how do I get these characters to understand this thing I've already done well? Right. Just tell them. <laughs> like, just write that we told them. Yeah, it's... I'm trying to remember. There's, there's some shows or movies I've seen recently where it's like, oh, it was that... It was the Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> wow. That I watched recently. Um, the original. No, no, the, the one from the 90s. No, no, there's only one Brady Bunch movie, but I'm not not the second one. Uh, I watched both okay. in the same day. Okay. Um, so so I can't tell you that wh where this where these the references come Point from. Point of order. To. When he's like, I'm tripping with the Bradys, I hate that fucking joke. That's a, a, a stupid joke line. for people to go fight in the theater. Well, so is the whole mushroom joke. Like, the That's idea the that one. No, there's two jokes. There, there's the joke of, uh-oh, Alice is feeding him mushrooms. Oh. And then there's the joke of, I'm tripping with the Bradys. They're, it's part of the same sequence, but okay. they're separate jokes. I hated all of it. It's all dumb. The whole mushroom aspect of it is so stupid. I kind of like that Florence Henderson, I said Florence Henderson, it's fucking Shelley Long. I kind of like that Carol Brady's original husband was a professor. That was cute. Yeah, that was kind of cute. It was cute. It was cute. It wasn't good. Well, or, it was cute. Or that, the, or that uh, Mr. Brady's original wife was Jeannie. Was that it? Yeah, that's at the oh, very end of the movie. Because Barbara Eden shows up. Yep. You're listening to Brady Bunch cast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in those movies, there's these moments where characters have to catch each other up on the events that have happened. Mm -hmm. Or I think it's this is this movie. And they say something and they go, and then they just cut back and they're like, well, you sure explained all that. <laughs> like, it's just, it just like, it's one of those weird wipes where they do remember that. It's stuff like that where it's just like, okay, we're all caught up to speed now. And it feels like she doesn't have a wipe to do that here. She just has to say it all. And it, it's like a paragraph, mm -hmm. but she has to actually write it out. Mm. Um, so, but it just, it does feel clunky. Like if you were watching a movie that was just a bunch of wipes, <laughs> it would be fucking shitty. It would. But yeah, I mean, honestly, what what even is the end of this chapter? Like, what is is there a cliffhanger? Is there something we're supposed to feel? Um, why is everything I own rubbish? Oh, it's the, yeah. it's the, just the jokes about how the Weasleys are poor and somehow and Ron's she, ungrateful. But oh, she could God spend, damn it, Ron! She could spend if Ron's fucking really Ron up. She could spend money on Harry. She spent Harry's money on Harry. Oh, she spent Harry's money on Harry. Yeah, and she wouldn't. I mean, she's proud enough. She wouldn't steal money from Harry. I kind of feel like... Here's a question. Okay. No, no. I got nothing. She says, fine, snap Mrs. Weasley. Go naked. <laughs> and Harry, make sure you get a picture of him. Goodness knows I could do with a laugh. So they can use cameras because Colin has a camera. But does Harry have an old-timey camera enough to make that work? I, I don't think she's serious. I think she wants to cut Ron. She, know, she knows. She's his mom. She knows how small he is downstairs. Whoa. Whoa. You're talking about his little, like, bro gnome? I'm talking about his weasel. You know, I thought that the the bro got smaller the higher, you, the taller it got. It was, like, really wide at the base. <laughs> but the further away you go, it gets really thin. And at the very tip top, mm. it's a ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's funny or not. It's, it's, it's bizarre. It's real weird. <laughs> It's, it's just like, like taking it's like, a taking a simple metaphor and just going way too far. It's, it's a Chodorowsky joke. Yeah. Um, um, fuck that. It's it. Like I don't have anything it. else, man. This no. is. 
The last chapter sucked. The first chapter sucked. The middle chapter was way too long and fine. <laughs> but also oddly emotional and gut-wrenching. Really bizarre. Yeah. It's like a... It's just turbulent. Is what it these, is. It's these chapters Although, isn't adolescence turbulent? But is that what it's trying to do? Because I don't really feel like it is. I don't feel like it's the adolescence that's a part of all this stuff being turbulent. It sounds like... The idea of them being aware of the adult world being crazy is Well, maybe turbulent. it's the inverse of adolescence. So the turbulent adolescent reads it and everything kind of... But wouldn't the inverse of a turbulent adolescent being a calm adult? No. No, 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 no. What, what is it then? It's Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. No, that... No, no. no. You just don't like my math. What math? <laughs> Do you know what an inverse is? Shut up. <laughs> Well, I don't have anything else. To I, say think, about I this. think I'm. I think I'm. I'm done too. All right. Well, how, I mean, you want to look ahead? No. Nah. How do you feel names. about these chapters, though? Like, as a as a three chapter <sighs> overview, we kind of just said that, but like, got anything I, else? I felt annoyed, intrigued, and bored. Yes, exactly. That's that's how I felt. I, that first chapter, I was like, God damn, because I mean, I that box thing really fucked me up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, even even if the seats work and it's a misprint or I can get over that, I don't buy Weasley in there. You do. Fine. I don't. I don't see it. That just pissed me off and made me start looking at the rest of the chapter with just kind of a, come on. The second chapter, great. Yeah. And the last chapter, ugh. Because maybe because I was looking at it as a little mini story, that last chapter was just so no emotional payoff from yeah. anything that just happened. Completely absent. It was, it was either recap, setup. Or time compression. I mean, even at this point in the end of that chapter, it's like, okay, forget all that. We're going to Hogwarts now. And, and, and to be fair, to, to be fair, um, the book is not saying that's the end of all the things that we set up in that last chapter. Sure. But it was so long, I guess, and I'm stopping myself there. So that, that is on me. I, sure, I will, but that's, I, that, that's the whole, that's the The, the experience process. I had was that was a boring-ass chapter at the end. Um, my, actually, I do have a little bit of housekeeping I forgot about, but now we're going to do it. I was informed by one of our listeners that uh, Australia is actually not considered its own continent in uh, England, I guess, is that it's part, it's considered to be part of the Asia continent. So when they referenced the five continents, it was all the right continents and excluding Australia because they only see six continents. That's, I don't, and I don't excluding, excluding and, Australia. Antarctica because they wouldn't put them there. Right. So that, Figured right. it out. Well, yeah. So I I haven't double checked this and confirmed it, but this is what I was told, and it makes sense. I have I have heard the idea of what's referred to as Oceanic Asia before. Okay. Which I think is what's supposed to include Australia and New Zealand and those areas is as part of mm -hmm. like the South Pacific. Sure. We had that as a big question from last episode, and that uh, was answered thanks to the fans. So you know if you have something you want to correct us on, as long as it's not spoilery, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead and correct us or whatever. Yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, remember to check out our uh, Patreon because we have our, you know, movie commentaries up there. If you want to get on there, it's, uh, you know, just you can help us out, keep the lights on kind of thing. Be very helpful. And remember to, if you haven't gone to iTunes or Apple, Apple Podcasts, Podcasts or however you do it, rate, re do it, rate, review, and subscribe. All of it. If you, It really helps us. Here's what it does. Uh, I mean, truly, if you enjoy listening to us, it helps other people find us it it'll, it'll help populate our you know you recommendation are to, you are the guiding light to other people who might listen to different harry potter podcasts and tell your friends word of mouth is great of course if you don't like us keep, keep your fat trap shut keep listening <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're not above any listeners who would hate us anyway i think that's about it so that's, it. that's was death readers uh i'm doug i'm rob thanks for listening thank you if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. These reviews might seem silly, but they actually help us out a lot. Check us out on Twitter, at Real Death Reader. If you want more Death Readers content, there's more available by joining Death Readers Patreon at www.patreon.com slash deathreaders. If you hate us and want to tell us how terrible we are, please send all hate mail comments to our Reddit account, you slash deathreaders. I feel like I have an idea, but I feel like it would set my house on fire. Set him on goddamn fire. <laughs> Put out a cinder block. Right. Do you have a grill? I want it to be dark, though. Like, that's the trick. Is I want it we'll to be... do that in post. No, I want him to be... I want the only source of light in the entire shot to be from the fire.
I can't just do that in post. So you want to shoot fire with void lighting? Is that what it's called? I, well, that's one word for it. I don't even know if it's correct, but that black background where it's... No, I want it in, like, in dark, complete and total darkness. Not even a black background. Like, okay. Complete. I, I guess I get a roasting pan, go in your bathroom, <laughs> set shit on fire. See, I was thinking my shed. <laughs> oh, that seems worse to me. It does, doesn't it? But the bathroom's got water running. What about <laughs> running my... water. What about my garage? <laughs> Again... Um, another nitpick. The anti-budger blizzard. The anti-bludger buzzer. I can't remember what I said to have to back into this. Anti-bludger buzzer? No, shut up. It's not that. Oh. I couldn't read my handwriting. <laughs> All right. Anti-burglar buzzer. Oh, yes. <laughs> Ass. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs>